This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I'm really excited to introduce a very special guest, Peter Harholt. Peter, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready to go. All right. Uh, It's a pleasure to have you here. Peter Harhold is both a museum photographer and a veteran racer. He's a partner with Stance and Speed in the Monograph series where they publish automotive books. His clients have included the Smithsonian, the Louvre, MoMA, and the White House. He's raced in IMSA and the SCCA, and he's had podium finishes in the 24 Hours of Daytona and the Can-Am. Among Peter's recent automotive books are Can-Am Cars in Detail, the Stance and Speed monograph series, and The Allure of the Automobile and The Art of the Hot Rod, both with Ken Gross, who's also been a guest here at Cars Yeah. So Peter, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you please take some time and share a little bit more about your history and your career and your interests and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, my uh, interest in uh, machinery started very young. My uh, dad was a road builder. I know that when I was uh, very young, instead of uh, bedtime stories, I would get uh, technical descriptions of uh, how things work. <laughs> very cool. So by the time I was six, you know, I knew how uh, how four-cycle engines differed from two-cycle and uh, how differentials worked and... Um, so I was, uh, you know, early, uh, well-versed in that sort of thing. Sure. I um, went to a circle track race for the first time when I was six, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a friend of my parents who was uh, a local uh, radio announcer and was also uh, an announcer at the uh, racetrack. So circle track in Virginia at six and then... Um, I think I went to the second ever uh, race at VIR with my Uncle Peter uh, when I was 12. And also, my dad's uh, construction company built a local drag strip. So oh, I had. Uh, very cool. I had, uh, you know, uh, very early circle track uh, drag racing and road racing sure. exposure. Also, started racing in. Uh, 
developing uh, go-karts uh, early on was taken primarily by the road racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, you know, at VIR when uh, Penske and Bob Holbert and uh, Briggs Cunningham and uh, all these great heroes were racing, and, and I was just fascinated with the whole thing. Wow. And uh, in college, I uh, worked at uh, several car businesses while I was in college as a mechanic at a foreign car shop and uh, I was a salesman at a Saab dealership and uh, worked at a BMC dealership and a Volvo dealership. So both uh, interest and work while I was in school. Then uh, in uh, graduate school, you know, the art uh, thing sort of took over. However, I was uh, still buying and selling cars to support myself uh, in uh, in graduate school. And uh, eventually, uh, I uh, built my uh, first SCCA car in my studio at uh, VCU. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, a car that uh, I raced in for several years. You were talking about when you were the art thing came about, and I know photography is your passion and in photographing cars and things, but how did that all come about? Well, my uh, grandmother was uh, was an accomplished photographer, and uh, she got me interested, and uh, the first photographs I made were of race cars. So that's uh, that was the motivation. Mm-hmm. Then I got very much interested in it, took the uh, all the classes I could in uh, undergraduate school and uh, worked in the field. I worked at a, uh, a uh, public TV station, was art director to public TV station and, and still photographer. Mm-hmm. Every time I had to uh, make a living. I I went back to photography. My work went on to other media. Uh, I got a graduate degree in uh, sculpture, but always always photography was the the thing that I came back to. Then uh, after graduate school, I got a job at the Smithsonian working as a photographer at the uh, Hirshhorn Museum. Oh, wow. Worked there for four years and then... uh, the uh, freelance business got uh, so busy, I, I left the Hirshhorn and uh, since have, uh, have uh, been doing my own business. We're going to talk a little bit about more of the different things that you're doing as we move along here, but I always mm-hmm. like to start our journey together with a success quote. And this is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, something that has a nice meaning to you, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Peter. Take the wheel. Well, one of my biggest influences was uh, Bill Scott, the uh, racer and uh, teacher, owner of Summit Point Raceway. Mm-hmm. He was my first driver school instructor, a brilliant guy. I mean, I admired him uh, on many levels. But one thing he pointed out was that the fastest drivers are the ones who are willing to correct the highest number of mistakes. <laughs> that applies to just about everything. I mean, first you have to recognize that there's a mistake and then you have to figure out what to do to make it better. Absolutely. Certainly applied uh, to racing and it applied to photography and, and everything else. Well, it sounds like that old, you, that sharpening of the saw, you have to continue to improve, continue to improve, and definitely something that all of us can learn from in life and in business as well. So. 
What a great mentor to have a, a great success quote to combine your passion for cars and your love for photography with somebody you admired so much. That's really great that it's from somebody you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you share with me a story that instigated your passion for cars, a pivotal moment that you can remember that you really knew you were a car guy? There was never any doubt. <laughs> you know, it was just inevitable. That moment must have happened when I was four. Uh -huh. So, so <laughs> I, I can't identify it, but there, there really was never any doubt that this was going to be uh, the, the life's uh, pursuit. I've got to imagine that those bedtime stories with your father, which sound so wonderful that instead of fairy tales, he was telling you about real life and how things mm -hmm. work and go together. Right. That probably was uh, a lot of it because those, those things just ingrain in your skull and yeah, absolutely. Become a piece of your life. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, Peter, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and really crawl under the hood here and ask if you could share a time when you had a huge challenge or even a great failure in your career. And more importantly, share with us how you overcame that and what you learned from it. Well, I, uh, in the career as a racer, I had a health issue. Uh, um, I had to have a uh, mitral valve repair, and um, I was determined to come back from that. And uh, I was working six weeks after uh, the operation. Mm -hmm. I was racing just a couple months later, and in that year, won the uh, SARC, the South Atlantic Road Racing Championship in oh my uh, Formula Continental. So just to underline the recovery, that was uh, well. Yeah. Well, how did you do that? Because I, I and I don't know a lot about that type of a surgery, but what came to mind is Carol Shelby and how his heart issues stopped his racing career, but certainly right. he certainly he did a huge pivot and stayed in the game. But for yeah. you, what kind of things did you have to deal with during those six weeks to get back on the track so quick? Um, well, I just had to concentrate on, uh, you know, making a little progress every day and uh, sort of ignoring the uh, parts that hurt and <laughs> And just getting getting on with it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure glad you survived that and and came <laughs> came through it. Of course, and uh, were able to get back on the track so quickly. That's absolutely amazing. Another guy that comes to mind is uh, Nicky Lauda and his horrific accident. In oh, that being yeah. Burned so badly, and then the fact that he was back on the track within such an incredible yeah. time. That drive to get back to it is uh, something that we all can benefit from. Mm -hmm. Yes. How about an aha moment? Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. And I'd love for you to share a story when you had a real aha moment in your business or your career. It's one of those times when you go, wow, you know what? I think I'm really going to make it at this. And tell us the steps that you took to turn that moment into your success. My uh, racing and uh, the photography career were largely separate and parallel for, for many years. And then uh, probably 10 years ago, I was talking to an editor. I'd called an editor at Motorbooks to collect some information on something, you know, unrelated. I wasn't uh, looking to get into doing um, uh, automotive books. But a uh, long conversation uh, with Peter Bodensteiner, who's now my publishing partner at, uh, uh, with the uh, monograph. Mm -hmm. Long conversation, a project he was thinking about, which was the Art of the Hot Rod. They were early in their Art of uh, series of books. So the challenge, of course, was uh, to do studio photographs in um, 
you know, locations around the country. And uh, so I started thinking about how to uh, accomplish that. Mm-hmm. The museum photography was um, a similar exercise. The uh, you know setting up uh, uh, temporary studios in the museums and uh, photographing objects. So the uh, cars, same same challenge, but uh, larger scale. So figured out a way to approach it with uh, with this mobile studio that uh, I then built with. Uh, with my friend uh, Don Schneiders, who's a uh, longtime race engineer. So the studio uh, is based on a uh, 28-foot uh, fifth-wheel trailer. It contains a 10 by 20-foot uh, light bank that is suspended in the ceiling, uh, traveling suspended in the ceiling on the trolley system. And then in operation, is cantilevered uh, from the top of the trailer out over the uh, set and the uh, side of the trailer uh, accepts the background, the black background uh, is attached to the side of the trailer. Mm-hmm. All the power carts uh, are lashed down in the trailer. We can set up in about an hour from arriving at a site, setting up in a parking lot or side of a road or a field. Oh, wow. So, uh, to, to making uh, studio pictures, you know, very quickly. Ordinarily, it would take half a day or a day just to set up and that long again to tear down. So this is very uh, quick setup and uh, um, and uh, allowed us to do a lot of lot of work in a lot of places uh, at a lot lower cost than uh, would be uh, normal. So you actually can shoot outside. You don't have to be yeah, indoors. Yeah, we shoot outside. Very cool. Most of the uh, art of the hot rod and the art of the muscle car and uh, KM cars in detail, most of that is parking garage or uh, inside a warehouse, possibly, or uh, in a parking lot. So, uh, yeah, just absolutely anywhere. Wow. Uh, and, and it even has, uh, has its own power, too, so we can, we can operate, you know, out of reach of... Uh, Electrical the, cords and things, yeah. yeah. That's right, really right. cool. You know, real quick, can you tell me a little bit more about Stance and Speed and the Monograph series, and what is that? After we completed uh, with David Bull the uh, k Cars in Detail, I was trying to think of another project that would equal that in uh, scope and uh, you know interest. I had a lot of different ideas, but then it occurred to me that instead of doing a big volume of uh, 20 or 30 cars, I could do individual uh, cars, basically a chapter, an extended chapter. Mm-hmm. I talked to Peter Bodensteiner about that project. He liked it, and he, he wanted to be uh, partners in it. So uh, that, that was the beginning of it. Very cool. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. Well, later in the show here, we'll let people know where they can find out more about that. But another mm-hmm. question I have for you has to do with what was your proudest moment in your career? I mean, you've maybe had many, but could you think of one that you could share with me? I think it's a little broader, a little not a specific point in time, but to do uh, to be able to afford to go racing at the levels I have in Formula Atlantic and Camel Lights and such, and to do it 
on the uh, proceeds of of my little business. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, and, and you know, a veteran of uh, philosophy school and art school, uh, to be able to do that, I think, is a is a victory. Oh, I think so. I think for anybody and and artists in particular, when they can come up with a way to actually earn money for what they do. And then, of course, you do whatever you want with that money is really a special moment mm-hmm. because you, there's a, a sense of, hey, they liked it for one thing, but, uh, oh, I might be onto something here. So that aha moment yeah. pops up as well. Yes. So that's very cool. And I know I used to race finished cars. It's racing and at your level, it's very expensive. <laughs> it takes a lot of money. It eats up a lot of capital, but uh, boy, is it fun. Yeah, it's addictive for sure. Yeah, exactly. Let's have a little fun here. Could you share with me your first really special car and and let me know about a special memory you had with that vehicle? Well, my first special car was a Austin Healey 104 that I bought. Oh, uh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, a freshman in college. And uh, it needed a rebuild and it had some problems. So today, restoration and uh, loved the car. But uh, when it came time to uh, rebuild the engine, I decided that uh, if Carol Shelby could do it, so could I. <laughs> so there you go. Took the uh, the uh, four cylinder out and put in a uh, small block Ford two eighty nine. Oh my goodness! You really did do a Shelby move. Yeah, and uh, it was. It was an amazing car. I mean, just brutal and immediate, and uh, it was my daily driver for years, and I uh, always wondered what a real Cobra was like, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I was certain that it would be better behaved in some way, and when I finally drove a, a, a Cobra, it was the same character. Wow. <laughs> it was oh, how immediate cool. Immediate and rough, and uh, so I, it, was, uh, it was great fun. Oh, fantastic. So funny, we're talking about Carol Shelby right now, because I just finished this morning writing my blog for Cars Yeah, and the image that I'm going to use is a shot I took of a Shelby Cobra with his signature on the front hood. Right. I'm sitting here looking at my screen right now, and I went, yeah, this is so funny we're talking about this right now. But that is really yeah, interesting. No, yeah, and Shelby was definitely a, a hero of, of everyone. He, he accomplished a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle that you've let go that you really wish you could have back in your garage? Well, I would like to have back every race car I've ever had. <laughs> you know, the, the Rolfs, the Swifts, the Tigas, yeah. the Lotuses, uh, the Pratt Miller. Yeah, everyone. I, you know, you always uh, sell something to move on to something else. But uh, sure. I would like to have all those cars. The Pratt Miller, the Sports 2, which was a fairly recent car. That was, that was one of my favorites. A lot of talent went into that designing that car. Wow. Well, you've had some really amazing race cars, and not to mention the experiences of driving them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. How about projects? Is there something you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up that you can share with us? Well, the next uh, volume of uh, the Monograph series is due this month. Well, maybe early next month, I understand now. It's the uh, Gurney Eagle, the spa-winning, 1967 spa-winning Gurney Eagle. Oh, wow. That car is in the Miles Collier collection, the Revs Institute in uh, Naples, Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, I photographed it there 
uh, Bob Varsha uh, wrote the text. And it's a terrific, uh, terrific uh, story, history of the car. And Dan Gurney himself wrote the forward, which is just really chilling. I mean, the real sense of uh, place and time and the uh, importance of, uh, of that win. And also, non-photographic uh, project, I'm, I'm still working on this uh, Bonneville car. Uh-huh. Yeah, it actually hasn't run yet, but uh, I uh, have the car at the studio, and I am uh, love just making uh, pieces for it and engineering it and getting it together. So, is, is that the car that you sent me a picture of you sitting in? Uh, no, that car is, uh, that is a SoCal Coupe. That's okay. the Alex Exidius uh, SoCal Coupe. Oh, okay. Yeah, the car I'm building is a Lakester, you know, an open wheel uh, streamliner. Probably 30 inches tall and 24 inches wide and uh, oh my has gosh. a 159-inch wheelbase. So it's it's very, wow. very, very long. So it's going to be cool. Oh, I'm, I'm enjoying that. That was really cool. Now, when will the gurney? Uh, book project be be completed where people can get their hands on that well it's uh we're flying in uh as many as we can before christmas and oh, then good. the uh, the rest will be here by ship uh mid-january okay so uh yeah limited numbers available before christmas but then uh, the rest in january and will those be available through the Stanton Speed website? Yeah, another project we're working on uh, since May is uh, photographing every car at the uh, Revs Institute, the Miles Collier Collection in Naples. Wow. So um, we uh, go over um, three or four days a week, and um, we've been doing it for probably 20 weeks, and we have another 20 weeks to go and um, it's it's a fabulous collection there are uh, you know best examples of uh, of every car over there it's just really exciting the the only downside to the project is eventually we'll be through <laughs> well it sounds like a fantastic project and uh, we'll make sure that uh, I make a note of that with the that collection and that museum on your show notes page as well so people that haven't found that site can go and check those out yeah yeah and they have uh, some of the new images uh, up on their website and uh, a lot of a lot up on uh, Instagram. Very so good. Cool. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Sounds like wonderful projects. Now, here's a funny question for you, Peter. Yeah. If you were a car, what kind of car would Peter be and why? Well, given the uh, recent experience, I think I would be a uh, crew cab dually, pulling the, uh, pulling the trailer through the landscape. <laughs> You know, the turbo spooled up and John Coltrane on the stereo and <laughs> some some uh, magical destination. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's the, uh, that's the machine I would have to be. That's the one. Well, that's why I love that question, because it does bring out a personality side that we can, can share about who you are and how you perceive yourself. So I like that. At first, I thought you were going to say some kind of race car, but you're the, you're, you're the dually <laughs> pulling it. So very interesting. I love that. All right, Peter, we're up to what I call the last lap, and this is where I fire off a series of questions, and you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? Yes. Okay. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, The best advice uh, came from my dad, and it was his his view of race car development from the early go-kart days 
through all the rest of it, he would tell me, you should have left it the way it was last week. <laughs> and, and that's uh, advice I always ignored. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, you know, he right. was he was always concerned that uh, there was some glitch in the uh, in the new whatever it was, and uh, you know, he thinks the practical thing would be to leave it alone. Leave but it alone, yeah. <laughs> Could ne- never do that. That can be some good advice. Would you share one of your personal habits with us that you believe has contributed to your success? Well, I think it's an ability to. Um, Ignore the practical, you know, these things we do are aesthetically driven. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we start to uh, think about workflow or, uh, you know, the economics of it, it just drags it down uh, into something else. Sure. So, uh, and I'm fortunate to be able to... Uh, Take the time, uh, even if even if it's at my own expense, to uh, to do the things um, and to give them the time they deserve. Very nice. How about resources? Is there one in particular that you'd like to share with our listeners? Maybe it's a website or a blog that you get. Yeah, it's uh, Ross Bentley. Uh, it's uh, Speed Secrets. Uh, I think it's called SpeedSecretsWeekly.com. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Ross is uh, from your area. He's mm-hmm. a an experienced teacher and writer and uh, accomplished racer. Every week they put up um, either one of Ross's uh, insights or a guest uh, racer, and uh, always, always interesting. Very cool. That's great. Now, how about books? Is there a book that you've read in the past um, or one that really stands out that you think our listeners should know about? Well, many. And the most recent, which uh, you know, doesn't relate to any of these fields, uh, a book called Flying the Catalina, and it's about uh, World War II crews flying the PBY uh, Catalina in oh, wow. uh, submarine patrols and uh, you know, rescue operations. And mm-hmm. Just fascinating uh, the, the lives they had and all the places they went uh, with those airplanes. Oh, wow. Well, that's a new one for me. So, uh I'll remind our listeners that we'll post all these resources up at carsyad.com slash Peter Harholt, and you can find these references there and enjoy them. That's a great one. How about interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? I know you love photography, of course, and racing, but anything else? That is all-consuming. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I write some essays that never see the light of day just for my own organization, uh, you know, organizing ideas. Mm-hmm. I hang out with my dogs, my three dogs. <laughs> we, and, we heard uh, them in the background a little bit there. That's right. <laughs> they, they were on the job. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's about it. It's just, uh, you know, working on books or working on the uh, race cars or uh, having some fun. With the dogs. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Peter, we're up to what I call the checkered flag. You know what that means being a racer. We're almost to the end here. And this last question can be a real doozy for some people. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, and this is mm-hmm. something that you can't sell to buy a bunch of other cars with, so that, that little trick's off the table. But money's no object. Christmas is coming, so I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like today. <laughs> well, I can tell you where it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good. Well, what would that vehicle be, and why did you choose it? Yeah, I think it would be a Cobra Daytona Coupe. 
Oh. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I think it's the most, most beautiful shape. Um, I just have always been fascinated with that darn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's several around. None of them are for sale, but... Uh, Thank goodness for me, because I have a feeling they'd be really <laughs> expensive. Well, those are special cars, and a, another fellow, Peter, Peter Brock, of course, has been a guest yeah. here on Cars, yeah, and mm-hmm. talked a lot on my interview with him about that car. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that was that was fascinating. Yeah, yeah was really fun car. to listen to. So, uh, well, I'll keep my eyes on the auction block for you, and when one of those comes up, I'll give you a okay. call. All right, I'll let it. you know. Well, Peter, you've taken us on a really great ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your life and your journey with me and with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Daytona coupe? Ah, yes. Well, I would uh, I would think we should uh, quarantine the MBAs uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, teach them some more useful skills and, uh, and just carry on with our work. <laughs> now, that's a unique one. I like that. Well, again, I'll let our listeners know that you can learn all about what we've talked about here at carsyad.com slash Peter, and you can find his show notes page there. And what's the best way for people to find out more about you and more about the projects you're working on and, of course, uh, Stance and Speed? Uh, well, Stance and Speed keeps, uh, keeps things updated. My website is uh, uh, peterharhold.com, and that's... Uh, overdue for an, an update so we'll we'll work on that <laughs> okay well great well I'll make sure those are posted so everybody can find all the great work that you've done and what you're up to at carsyad.com peter thank you so much for being generous with your time today yes. and your thank expertise you, yeah it's been great sharing your life and experiences with me and with the listeners until we talk again i'll see you down the road all right thanks very much bye-bye you're welcome Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.